you know, do you look at your business as a cow, as what can I get out of this thing? Or do I look at it as a child and what this thing can become? So why would two guys leave comfortable jobs, move across the country and start a business in an industry they don't know, a place they don't know, and could it be successful? We're Dale and Brian Carmi. Join us as we share our story and inspire you to become people of impact. Welcome to the Impact Without Limits podcast. Do you look at your business as, what can I get out of this? Or what can this become? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Impact Without Limits podcast. This is Dale and Brian Carmi. And we are excited to have you back uh, for another fun-filled, action-packed week. <laughs> All right. So we talked, and we're kind of walking through our story here. In the, the, the last episode, we talked about um, our trip to Tucson. And we'd done these projects. We did more projects in one week than we had done throughout the previous four months of being in business. And we actually had money starting to come in from these projects in Tucson. So for the first time, we're at a spot, and now you talked about, I mean, we certainly weren't living high on the hog. You were still looking for a refrigerator. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're just scraping by. And, and we kind of had this, this mentality early on, and I don't know why we did. I don't know where it came from, but we never looked at the business as something that we were going to try to to squeeze every ounce of profit out of it. We looked at, you know, let's, let's dump back in. Let's, let's see what this can become. And I know back in, um, looking back on it, we would say, you know, we, we tended to starve our families to feed the business rather than starve the business to feed our families. And, uh, yeah, I don't know that the families always appreciated that. <laughs> not at the time. But, um, <clears throat> a lot of beans I, and rice in I, New Mexico. I, I think they understood. Again, we we you know we were all together and we we were chasing that common dream, that common vision. So that was good. But Brian, I I, I don't think we can take too much credit here. I I, I got to believe we saw a lot of that from Dad. Yeah, and um, the way he worked. Um, his business, the way he built his life and was always pouring in to try and do more. And not that we, we were right shoulder to shoulder with him while he was building that. And, and certainly you were younger than, than I was as we went through it. I but, still am younger than you are. <laughs> but we got to see, um, just how, how he did things, how he handled it. And, um, you know, I think that's where a lot of our, our uh, business values came from. No, so, absolutely right. And I so, mean, he always reinvested back into what he was doing. Yeah. So you tell a story about the baby and the cow. Why don't you, um, yeah. You let that one I, rip? So, you know, we, we, we talk about it and we, we talk about, you know, when you, when you look at your business, what do you see? And, uh, a few years ago we bought a farm. And, uh, so I think it's, we're, we're, we're farmers. To, we can, we can <laughs> claim to be farmers now. And, you know, if you have a milk cow, Right, the idea of the milk cow is the production. What can you get out of it? And and it's how much milk is it getting? I mean, you feed it, and you'll feed it for a little bit, but only to the point it's producing milk, and you're getting something out of it. And I just compare that to the idea of you know when you look at your business, do you see your business as a as a cow, something that's a commodity that you're putting 
some input into. You're investing your time, your money, you're feeding it, you're doing whatever just to get something back out. Or do you look at your business more like a kid? And we're also both parents. We have children. And you know, the, with, with children, the amount of work and effort that comes with having a kid is so much higher. And, and we, don't, as fathers, we don't know the half of it. Yeah, I know. I'm taking credit for all of Angie's work here. But the truth is, I mean, you know, you're, you're waking up in the middle of the night, you're feeding them, you're changing the diapers, you're, you know, just doing whatever you can to pour into this child for years and years. And, and it's, I mean, 20, 25 years in until you see what that thing can become. And I, <laughs> I just want to, did you just say that thing? <laughs> I just want to check on, on that one. Yeah. You know, <laughs> well, I have four things <laughs> and I have five. Um, there you go. No, I've got lovely daughters. Uh, that was, but I was kind of comparing it to a business. And the idea is, you know, do you look at your business as a cow as what can I get out of this thing? Or do I look at it as a child and what this thing can become? And from the very beginning, we had that mindset of not, hey, what what can this business give us? I mean, yeah, we wanted to be profitable. Yeah, we wanted to take care of our families. That was one of the main reasons we did this. But we always had this almost um, third-party view of our business. We didn't look at it as it was an extension of us. We looked at it as something that was an independent being or organism that we were we were tasked or given the stewardship over to take care of and to see what it could become. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, I would challenge anybody that has a business or starting a new venture, starting something to, to kind of pull yourself out of it and look at it as a third party, as something that, what is this thing? What can it become? What can it grow into? What can I help develop it into more along the lines of how you look at a child and, and what that child is and, and the benefits you get out of it. Certainly, you know, kids grow up and be productive adults, but there's there's the intangible things you get out of it as well that go far beyond what you would as a Yeah, so so we're business owners <clears throat> and we're, we're we're telling a business story, but this goes beyond business. This goes to life and as I look at my show notes I see we were supposed to end with the baby and the cow. So I'm sorry for <laughs> Throwing you that softball uh, early in the show. That's all right. But you can see I hit that hanging curve. Let, let me try and redeem myself it. here because um, this this baby and the cow mentality, this what can it become as opposed to what can I get out of it, we could very easily apply this to a relationship, yeah. uh, a husband and a wife, um, a parent and a child, uh, as you did here. Um, we could apply it to business. We could apply it to a work. Guys, look at your life. Look at things that you are involved in. And if you can change the focus from a egocentric or self-centric focus, which is what is this doing for me versus what can I do for it or what can it become, it changes everything. So so we're talking, um, you know, a relationship. If you come into a relationship saying, not what can I get out of it, how how, how is this relationship going to benefit me? But what can I put into it and what can this become if I reinvest myself and my time and my effort? It changes the way you think. It changes the way you act. And it's going to change the whole nature of that relationship. So we're, we're talking about a business that um, we didn't want to see what that business is today. We wanted to see 
where it would go, what it would grow, what it would turn into. And amazingly enough, when you do that, when we did this, we found that the business ended up giving us things we could have never imagined. And it wasn't things we were asking for. It wasn't things we wanted. I mean, let me say that differently. We certainly wanted them, right? We wanted success. We wanted, um, you know, financial returns. We wanted to have that, that successful business, but it's not why we were doing it. <clears throat> and it wasn't a short term. It was trying to do the right things in the right way. Um, that's kind of a neat, neat way to look at it. Yeah. I think a few episodes I mentioned David Salyers from Chick-fil-A who came in and spoke at our Forever Long conference. And he talked about the idea of not extracting value out of every relationship, but adding value to every relationship. And I think it's a similar concept here of, you know, not looking at what, what's this doing for me? What have you done for me lately when you look at your business or your enterprise, but what can I build into this? How can I create value for others? And in doing that, when you do that, well, when you look at every, you know, every uh, interaction, not as a transaction, but something, you know, not transactional, but more transformational, how can I add value? How can I you know, give more than I receive, you end up receiving more than you ever thought you would, both monetarily and in the intangible benefits. Yeah. You know, you reference David Sawyer's and look, in general, we're, we're talking about, we're telling our story, we're sharing our story, we're pulling out lessons, we're trying to, um, you know, give, I don't know, I want to say give advice, but just give examples of things we did right, things we did wrong that people can benefit from. But there are hundreds, if not thousands of podcasts, there are tens of thousands, if not millions of books talking about success and all these different things. And, and I got to tell you, when you boil it down, I think there are just a handful of concepts that truly drive success, that define how you do things the right way. And there are just a lot of different ways to say it. So we're probably saying a lot of the, we're saying the same thing David Sawyer said, or maybe he's, maybe yeah, I'm he's sure saying he the same thing we said. But there are different stories, there are different approaches, there's a little bit different delivery. And so maybe there's something, there's, there's a way we say it, a way we repeat it, that's, uh, that, that becomes more beneficial, more impactful for somebody. Um, but so if we bring this back to our story, here's a perfect example of, of how we did that. You said we came back from Tucson, you said we had, we finally had some money. And our first thought was, how do we put this back into the business? How do we make this into something more? And we started looking for for ways to um, promote and build our business. And uh, we kind of stumbled across one. Uh, I don't know if it's a big deal what it's called, but it's New Mexico Marketplace. Right. It was in Albuquerque. I remember the, the gentleman that dealt with us. His name was Bill. And was c- coming and selling us on this idea of advertising and promoting in, in his um in his publication and look again in the world of advertising, we did a lot of things wrong, but the thing we didn't do was we didn't ever not advertise Yeah, the key because is- we made a mistake or because we did something wrong. We were willing to risk spending that money. We were willing to step out on faith, picking ways to promote our business. And we picked some bad ones. The Johnny board, bad, not, not a great idea. But within Mexican marketplace, that was again uh, one of those um, pivotal or transformational decisions we made that just drove and launched our business there in Albuquerque. Yeah, in order to do a lot of things wrong, you have to do a lot of things, and it you know sometimes people try one form of marketing or 
hire one person doesn't go well and you think, oh, I, that, that was a bad idea. You, you have to be willing to keep trying. And so we did. We tried. We talked about the toys for big boys. Bad idea. I talked about the Johnny boards. And for those of you that don't know, that's the billboard above the urinal in the men's room. That it might be a great it, advertising tool, just not really for artificial touch. That is correct. Maybe canine grass with a flow-through backing. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, but the uh, the New Mexico marketplace, we we invested in. And uh, I think we, we actually did a year contract out of the gate, right? We, we did. So because with a year we contract, that story. they would run a story on us. <clears throat> and uh, so we were willing to to take that bet. We We took the money that we had received from – you know, the, the jobs that we did in Tucson, instead of just taking care of our families and granted, we would take out enough money to survive. We would pay ourselves, but we weren't on a salary. We didn't have a set amount. We were paying ourselves. We would feed the business first and then we would live off whatever was left over. And it was often leftovers. <laughs> there was not much there. And, you know, and we're talking about our story, but we've also had the opportunity to see, I mean, over a hundred different for everyone businesses launch and get started. And we've seen some of them be tremendously successful and we've seen some that falter. And a lot of it comes back to, you know, what we're talking about right here, the vision that they have, the the way they see the business and what they get out of it versus what they put back in. And, you know, there's really three things you can invest <clears throat> in a business. One is, you know, knowledge and skill. One is time and one is money. And every time we would do a project, Right. Every time we would go out and go on a sales call, every time we would go out and um, do a prod, uh, an installation, we would get something back. Sometimes it's money. You know, sometimes you get paid for doing the job. Sometimes it's just knowledge and skill. You're learning. And so the key is to whatever you're, you're getting out of that transaction that you're willing to reinvest that back in. So if you go out and you do a project and you learn something, but you don't ever reinvest that knowledge back in, it was kind of worthless. And if you go out and you do a project and you get paid for it, but you don't reinvest that money back in, you're never going to feed that that thing, as I so eloquently <laughs> say, to see what it can become. Yeah, um, 100% agree. And it's, it's kind of neat to watch um, that reinvestment grow. And sometimes I say, watch your guys. Sometimes you don't see it. Sometimes you're investing, you're investing, you're investing, and you're not seeing the return, but you have to be willing to keep your vision out ahead and be looking at where you're going, not where you're at. And, and all of a sudden it surprises you and it catches up. Uh, something interesting, and I don't know if it fits in here, but I just want to pull it out. You talked about the, the our advertisement in New Mexico Marketplace where we would buy that ad, where it was just an ad that we printed that would run. 12 months, you know, it was a monthly um, periodical and it would, it would, every month the ad would run, but one month out of the year, they would tell a story and it looked like a news story uh, about Forevalon. Like a third person interviewed us and told this story of Forevalon and the turf and all that. And it is amazing the difference, the different reaction generated from the story that was told than from the ads. And it's because the story came at us um, almost like news. And I think people have a tendency to believe the third person account or let me tell you about this company. And we were the run ones really writing the story. It was just in the voice of somebody from the magazine. Uh, just kind of an interesting angle on, on uh, us as people, us as humans. We, we, we really believe things we see written 
maybe more than things we see, um, how do I say that self-promoted something told by right. somebody else and something told by themselves. I don't know what, I don't know no, what that I think, means I think, here, but. Yeah, I think that's very good. And I think, you know, <laughs> as we looked at different forms of advertising, like you said, we were willing to try whatever. And we did a billboard on the highway. We got some results from that. Some of those we didn't see for years. We did, um, you know, radio things. We did the different, the different events and shows, but this one was unique because it not only was an advertisement, but also was uh, telling our story. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think, again, as, as we, we look at some of the things that maybe separated where we were, because, I mean, a lot of people have started new businesses, and we've been fortunate enough to be at this 20 years now. Um, that level of commitment that you talked about with burning the boats, but then that level of willingness to invest even before you see the results. Cause at this point we've got a few projects under our belts, less than five in Albuquerque, about five or so in Tucson. <laughs> and we're committing to, I mean, it was thousands of dollars. It was probably, we were probably committing to spend more on this one advertisement than we had in than, revenue. Yeah. <clears throat> certainly more than we had point. in profit, but likely more than we had had in revenue to that point. But, and it wasn't our first, uh, advertising spend. We knew going in that we had to be willing to do it. And again, we talk about you know what we've seen in our business, but also what we've seen in some of these other, you know, forever long businesses that have started. One of the things that, you know, is a is an indicator of success are those people that are willing to invest and to to spend in marketing. Sometimes people will say, well, I'll spend, you know, whatever, so many percent, five percent of my my revenue in marketing. Well that's great. And that's not a bad number. I don't want to get into that right now. But the, the key is it's not just when you're a startup, it's not based on the revenue that's already come in. It's got to be based on where you want that business to be. So when you're first getting started, if your revenue's $500, you can't invest 5% of that and think that you're going to generate a business. You've got to look at it and say, at the end of this year, I want my revenue to be $500,000. So I'm going to invest 5% of that number. So, you know, I've got, in that case, 25000 I'm dumping into the yeah, marketing. I'm, I mean, it comes back to vision and what you see. And um, the, the whole story here, the reinvestment, um, and it is a very common, I say very, it, I, I would say it's a law. If you reinvest, if you dedicate, if you work uh, faithfully, you're going to see returns. And if you don't, um, you're not. And it's trying to convince people, whether in business, whether in life, whether in relationships, of being willing to sacrifice to put yourself second and put, as you would call it, Brian, the thing <laughs> that is a business, uh, a child, a spouse, a relationship, whatever, a job, put that first for a period of time, and I'm not talking about getting priorities out of order, but when you put those things ahead of you, you're going to see incredible returns and incredible success. You talk about it being a law. Do you do you want to get into the law of the harvest right now? Let's save it. All right. That's, that's, uh, a, that's, that's a teaser. That's something we will cover <laughs> in a future one. So I think right now, just looking back on it, you know, I want maybe the picture that, that 
if you're in the audience that you're listening to this and you're driving in the car and you're thinking, what, what do I get out of this? Hopefully you picture a baby and a cow and you look at those two things and whatever your thing is, whatever it is, business, whatever it is you're investing in, you look at it and say, am I seeing this as a cow, as a transactional thing? I'm going to put into it just as much as I get out. And, and if it's not giving me what I want short term, uh, then you know what, let's sell that cow and move on down the road. Or are you looking at it as a baby? as this is something special that I've been entrusted with, that I have the opportunity to be a part of, that I can pour into, that I can love, that I can see what this thing can become. And if you can do that, if you can separate it and not see it as an extension of yourself, but have this sense of more responsibility for what it can become than entitlement to what I can get out of it. I think that'll change your perspective and change eventually change the results that you get. Absolutely. So guys, tell the story, share the message, check out the show notes, um, share this on social media and help us share the story. We look forward to having you join us next week on Impact Without Limits. This is the Fred Carmi reminding you that faith looks up, hope looks ahead, and love looks all around to see whom it can help. Good day.